You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you right here on the Big Talker 1700. And a great show for you today at 420 Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. Uh, we'll get into the Cyhawk game. At uh, 440, Mark Simon will join us. Sports Info Solutions at about 505, 510-ish. Ben Kerchival, college football from CBS. And we'll turn our attention to the National Football League, which officially kicks off tomorrow with Ryan Van Bibber at about 525. How you doing, partner, and are you ready for some football? Oh, absolutely, Jimmy B. We'll get the NFL schedule started tomorrow night. We got full coverage here on 1700 with Westwood One. They'll be taking the airwaves right after we wrap up the program tomorrow, about a half hour afterwards. Uh, the pregame will start leading into the Falcons and the Eagles Westwood One coverage all weekend long. we got high school football coming up this weekend as it'll be Des Moines-Lincoln making their way to Urbandale and our Central Iowa game of the week. The rail splitters trying to go to 3-0 and on the young year. Jimmy B, and after we saw an upset in week number two, we'll see if we get the same yeah. coming up here in week number three. So big weekend of football, but of course the biggest Iowa-Iowa State week. It continues on. You know, I've... It's my favorite week. You and I always discuss that, and uh, this is no different than, than any other week. It's just that I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of wrap my arms around everything because I can go back and I can review things on Iowa because I recorded the game, and I can't do that on Iowa State. So I kind of feel a, a little empty here. I'm only getting one side of of the battle coming up on Saturday. Uh, do you feel kind of like the same way that we're kind of it's it, it's here and we're excited for it and Kinnick is going to be rocking like always and I'm sure that you know once we get to Saturday everybody's going to have those those same sort of feelings but at the moment there's just kind of like a little empty spot for me. No, I get that and uh, we were so excited about it. I mean now imagine yeah. the perspective from Iowa State fans. You talk about a fan base that just continually gets the football pulled away. It's like you know Charlie Brown trying to kick the football time in and time out. <laughs> this this uh, fan, fan support and supporters of Iowa State football throughout the years have had the rug out pulled out from underneath them so many times before. They have the most anticipated football season, and certainly over the last decade, I would have to say, for Iowa State. And what happens? Game one. It gets rained out with uh, no makeup day. It was Labor Day weekend. I know there's some consternation. Why can't you play this game on Sunday? Find a way to get it in. Do something. The reality is, well, of where we are right now, the game will not be played. So, you know, Jim, I, I completely get it. But just imagine for a moment being in, being in that seat. You finally get to see your team and well, you get 13 plays and the game is called because of rain and lightning. And that's it. I, I mean, you, you're 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 so jacked for opening uh, night and a huge crowd there, and everybody excited. And they run a couple of plays, score a touchdown. The roof blows off the stadium, and then bang! Here comes the lightning and the rain, and everybody get out now, go home. And you're going what? Only played five minutes. <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. Trent, I think it was even worse at Nebraska. 
Um, I don't even know if, if, if they even got five minutes worth of game time in and they had to uh, cancel that one. And they have a, a, a matchup coming up against Colorado in their game this coming uh, weekend as well. So you don't really know what Nebraska has and you really don't have a real inkling of what Iowa State has either. Makes it a little more difficult, Jimmy B, but yeah. our job is to figure it out, and that's what we will work to do here over the next few days. Speaking of the matchup, you know, Jim, at first blush when I look at this game, I anticipate this is going to be certainly a lot lower scoring than we saw a year ago. Don't think you're going to see the same kind of big plays. You go back to a year ago, how were those big plays made? It was the middle of the football field for Iowa State. Akeem Butler going up the field and making big plays. That was Mm -hmm. doing it against Jake Gervas, who at the time, he struggled, and he was pulled, and he wasn't very good. The Jake Gervas that we see today, completely different than the guy that we saw a year ago. I I think you're going to see a lot better safety play from the Iowa perspective than what we saw a year ago. Jake Gervas at the free safety spot, and certainly Amadi Hooker. You've seen his ascension over the past year and what he has become now. Certainly one of the better safeties in the Big Ten. I think that will shut down and help negate some of the big plays from the Iowa State perspective. The Iowa perspective, how they got their big plays, a lot of it was Akron Wadley, and it was Akron Wadley and also working to exploit at times Joel Lanning in the middle. Is Mike Rose an upgrade over Joel Lanning? It, it might. I understand. He holds a special place in a lot of people's heart yes, with he Iowa State. But this is a guy that hadn't played defense in six years, and though he played incredibly well for the circumstances that were laid out. There were times he was exploited. Go to the first half of the Oklahoma game a year ago, one that Mm, Iowa State fans, I'm sure, rewound time in and time out, played on the DVR throughout the summertime. Not so much in the first half when they got down big in the first half of that one, and a part of that was Joel Lanning being exploited in the passing game. How much better can Mike Rose be in that spot? What is Iowa going to do to negate that? So it's just leading down the road. I don't think you're going to see the same kind of big plays. That leads into the little things, the little nuances that you see. Special teams maybe coming up big. We know what Iowa State has in the return game. And Kenny Nwangu, two years ago before the Achilles injury, one of the most dynamic kick returners we've seen in a long time in our state. If he's back, there's a difference maker there. That's a guy. And maybe not a kick return for a touchdown, but swing field position, get them in, in a sense – That you have to be confident about. But the other one from the Iowa State perspective that I think concerns you is the kicking game. After the touchdown was scored, it wasn't Braden Narvison that went out to kick the extra point, the true freshman from Arizona. It wasn't Chris Francis, who we saw was the kickoff guy a year ago. It was a guy that, to be completely honest, Jim, I didn't know this guy's name until a week ago. Connor Sally. I, I mean, you yeah. talk about coming out of nowhere. We talked Francis. We talked Narvison. We talked those guys throughout the summer. Never once did we bring up no. the name Connor Sally. I, I didn't even know the guy. When, when they trotted him out onto the field, I, I had to go look at the at the at the two deeps. Well, who? Who's this guy? Did they just like pull him in from the crowd? What did he? Was he a paying ticket holder in the first row? Hey, dude, come on out and kick a, kick the extra point. I, it was unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. So, look, there are so many. So, and I think that's why we're, we're still struggling to try to put the pieces of the puzzle together for Iowa State. The other thing I want to see is is that we saw 
how good the defensive line of Iowa can be. Mm-hmm. And the key for Iowa State, if they're going to have success and consistency on offense and maintaining ball possession, is going to be David Montgomery. And is he going to be able to keep the chains moving and Iowa State to have an opportunity to march down the field against that defensive line? How good is the offensive line? Can they open up holes for Montgomery? Uh, Are you going to try to slide Montgomery out from the backfield position for short little flare passes and try to get a blocker or two in front of him and let him do his thing? I mean, there are all kinds of concepts that you can come up with to feature David Montgomery. Why? Because he is that good. And we never got a chance to see any of that. So... Uh, that's that's my big problem here. It's it's like the known against the unknown. And the unknown is a big one for Iowa State as we get ready for it, Jimmy yeah. B. So a couple of different perspectives. We'll continue to break down the game this week. You wonder about the defense of Iowa State, how it's going to set up. And, and if Iowa, if it is more of a high-scoring game, and we know, Jim, that's what you certainly want to see, is you want to see a shootout. If that's going to yes. happen, we're going to have to see more than what we saw Saturday out of the Hawkeye wide receivers. It's going to have to be, oh, you know, Amir Smith-Marset. How good can he be making a big play? He scored the touchdown that wanted a year ago for Iowa. Now that consistency. Mm-hmm. Do they get anything out of Brandon Smith? And Nick Easley, he was a little bit banged up. This is a guy that was incredibly productive for Iowa a year ago. He was making plays all over the field. What is the impact of that injury? And speaking of injuries, Jimmy B., Little birdie, well, it was Uh-oh. a Hawkeye video that was tweeted out. Ivory Kelly Martin seen in a walking boot this afternoon. Ah, okay. Interesting that that's the case. Uh, Pat Hardy's coming up uh, on the show here in just a few minutes. We will have to get into that with Pat Hardy and see what he knows. Um, could be precautionary. Yep. Could be that, you know, maybe, okay, he got his, uh, you know, he got stepped on, something like that. We'll put him in the boot so nothing else uh, hits it throughout the course of the of the rest of the week. And then that way he should probably be A-OK or at least good enough to go. You don't know if there's something uh, more to that than just the walking boot. No, you, you have to be prepared for everything. And, and the three running backs that Iowa has. Torin Young, we saw his effectiveness in the second half. A big, mm-hmm. physical, built back. How is that going to play in the second half? Is he going to be as effective, though, if he's going to be taking 10, 12, 15 carries in the first half? Does that cut down on the effectiveness that he has? That's something that you have to watch here. Jimmy B, I love this game so much. It, that's This is not normally the case. Normally, I think it's a bunch of pomp and circumstance for a game that, frankly, yeah a lot of times isn't very good or doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. This is a completely different year. We can talk matchups. We can talk about how the cloud defense of Iowa State is going to work against Iowa, how they're going to hold up, how Colin Newell is going to hold up against the defensive tackles of Iowa, the redshirt freshman for Iowa State. What's going to happen defensively from Iowa State? Is it exclusively a three-man front? Is it more four-man fronts than what they normally Mm -hmm. run? How does Mike Rose play in the back end of things? PV and Payne, how they completely shut down the passing right. game. And, and with it, do you see one of those guys when Noah Fant's flexed out in that hybrid position in the slot, does one of those guys then slide inside 
to take over this position. Jimmy B, this year is a great game. Not normally, not always do we get something like this. This is the best Cyhawk game, at least on paper, we have had in a long, long time. I, I'm with you. I, I really am. And the the excitement on Saturday is just going to be through the roof. And I can't wait, Trent, to be watching that game. And it's going to be one of those games where every play, not, not just a series or the first half, but every play is going to be scrutinized, scrutinized by both fan bases to try to figure out, A, why it worked, or B, why it didn't work. I, that's why I think the intrigue for this game is so good, and this is the way it should be. I mean, it should be, man, I can't wait for that game. It should be like that every year. Look, we know the history. It has not been like that uh, a lot of times, and and history will bear that out. But now, with the changes uh, in Ames and the way that Iowa State has come on, and the way now that Iowa has sort of rebuilt itself and winning a bowl game last year, the carryover from that, both teams were bowl game winners. Uh, this this has got a lot riding on it. It's it's uh, for the state itself. Uh, it's terrific. I don't know outside the state of Iowa. I'm sure that national uh, football analysts will keep an eye on it. Because I think that whoever wins this game will really start to climb a little bit, maybe as they get closer to the polls. But I'm I, I just I just think that that this game, and I believe that you are correct as well, uh, that this is one of the best matchups, at least on paper, that we have seen. Because we never saw anything from Iowa State this year, so. At least paper-wise, that's why I think we're so thrilled to have this game played this Saturday. Well, and if the national guys don't like it, the hell with them, Brinson. The hell with yeah, those guys. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They're going to be the ones missing out. <laughs> well, we will not miss out next as we got Pat Hardy stopping in from allhawkeyes.com. Looking forward to having another conversation with Pat. We'll hear what he's hearing on the Iowa injury front. We'll get the lowdown from Iowa City next with Pat Hardy as we continue on. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700. Catch the best in high school football each Friday night on 1700 KBGG with the Central Iowa Game of the Week starting at 7 o'clock on Fridays. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. 
Wright Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Wright Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join us on Sunday, September the 16th at DMACC Campus in Ankeny as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health. Be a part of a movement turning hope into action and create a culture that's smart about mental health. Funds raised at the walks will benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can find out more by going to AFSP.org. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired? Tired and worn down, or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom, looking to burn fat and gain muscle, then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100 Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia-urbandale. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. 
With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll all the way till 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, Always good, always entertaining and informational as well. When Pat Hardy comes on the show, allhawkeyes.com, anything you need to know on the Hawks, Pat has got it for you. Pat, good afternoon. What uh, rumors uh, are you hearing, Pat? That it's raining, and it's (laughs) going to keep raining, and raining, and my backyard's flooded. No, why, is there a rumor out there that I'm not aware of? Well, it's not really a rumor. Uh, Iowa football released a, a video on Twitter today, and in the background, Ivory Kelly Martin is seen for about two seconds with a walking boot on his foot. Had the high ankle sprain or the ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it was. I know that was a question that was asked of Kirk yesterday about his availability. Sounds like he's a little bit banged up. Who else are you hearing? Uh, might be, I don't know if questionable would be the right uh, term for it, but but guys that are going to have a rough week uh, going through on the physical therapy team. Well, Kirk didn't really go into detail about that, and the only reason he had to comment on Ivory Kelly Martin is because we saw him icing his ankle afterwards. He wasn't. Com- he didn't really commit either way. I. It seems like anytime I try to guess on injuries, I end up being wrong. They end up playing, or they don't end up playing. I would not be surprised if he played. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play. And I think it's one of those things where Tuesday, Kirk couldn't answer that question because you guys know a lot can happen between Tuesday and Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon with an ankle. I mean, what he's saying Tuesday may be completely different by Friday afternoon. So I don't really know. It would be too bad if he couldn't play, but after Saturday, I think with Torn Young and Makai Sargent, I still think they'd be okay at running back. I'd still give Iowa State the benefit at running back or the edge at running back, even with Ivory Kelly Martin because of David Montgomery. But I haven't heard that there's anything major, and like I said, it's only Wednesday. Stuff I'm hearing now, the fact that they don't play till 4 o'clock on Saturday, that's beneficial for a lot of the just bumps and bruises and guys who just got to, you know, that just got to get over the normal wear and tear from playing the season opener. Pat Hardy is our guest. Pat, while Iowa is dealing with that, Iowa State's not dealing with anything. Uh, they were on the field about five minutes. That's it. How different is this upcoming Cyhawk game for you now that we really don't have any sort of video at all on Iowa State? Well, I picked Iowa State to win this game back when I did my picks in the summer. I'm sticking with that. I think it's going to be a really close game. Would not be surprised, of course, if Iowa won for the fourth time in a row in the series, playing at home, what have you. But I'm not sure. Kirk was asked about that, too, and he didn't really answer the question. He said, he goes, you know, I'm not really sure. This is a unique situation they've got last year's film to look at the difference though is a lot's changed and i think the lazard's not there there's it's a different Mm -hmm. team now and i think iowa state showed you in the five minutes that they were out on the field before the lightning struck they they are like lightning they can make big plays and i think with iowa so much of what went wrong last year wasn't necessarily strategy or scouting iowa just couldn't tackle i mean they could not tackle david montgomery which a lot of defenses are guilty of and Iowa did a really bad job against Iowa State receivers I went back and looked at the stats I hadn't looked I mean Iowa State threw for tons of yards and 400 some yards and to me 
I talking to those Iowa defensive players yesterday. They they of course loved the victory last year, but they for a lot of those guys it did not feel good. I uh, Jake Gervas said they went in the next day to watch films and it almost did not feel like a victory. Iowa's defense is going to be tested big time Saturday, and they feel like they owe it to the offense to hold up their end of the deal because they didn't think they did it last year. Gervais, uh, when you look at him, certainly has grown as a player, as a lot of these guys have, but the cornerbacks certainly untested against Northern Illinois. It wasn't pretty in the first half, but it didn't feel like, at least to me, Pat, it was one of those games where, you know, early on in the season, a lot of times you can tell how good a team is going to be. It was just sloppiness early on, and they overcame it in the second half. Getting their feet underneath them, as opposed to what we talked about with Iowa State, and being able to work out some of those kinks, including Jack Hockaday taking over the middle, middle linebacker spot. How big of an edge does that give you in the mind for Iowa? I think it gives them a little edge. I mean, it has to. I mean, they've played a game, what have you, always hear that you've improved the most from the first to second game. But I also think Iowa State may surprise them with some stuff that Iowa hasn't seen. And, and they're, all you need in a game like this is three or four surprise formations to pull off a couple big plays that could end up being the difference in the game. So I think you could kind of spin it both ways. But I would much rather have the one game under my belt, especially a game that I won. And against Northern Illinois, it never felt like even at halftime that they were going to win because it just never felt like their offense could really do much against Iowa's first-team defense. To me, I think, I mean, of course, running the ball on Saturday is going to be huge, but I think maybe the biggest part of this game Saturday is if Iowa can get pressure on Kemp. If they can do that, I think a lot of things are going to unravel for Iowa State then because then they become one-dimensional, and even David Montgomery can't run when you're one-dimensional. And can Iowa State block Iowa's defensive ends? To me, that's going to be one of the big storylines. I'm with you, and we did not get a chance to really see much of Iowa State's offensive line to see if they could really do what you were just discussing right there. One of the things that Trent and I talked about earlier, uh, even though it was only 3 nothing at halftime and then, of course, the blowout taking place in the second half, but the inconsistency with the passing game. You referenced generally teams improve two times from what you saw game one to game two for you is that the key as well Iowa maintaining ball possession and if they stack the box and it's third and five a lot and Iowa needs to complete a pass is that where I guess being worried about what Iowa can do offensively comes in oh yeah of course but I never had much expectations for the receivers anyway I mean they to me they were very underwhelming on Saturday, they had at least four drops. Nick Easley couldn't get open. I mean, Stanley completed three passes to receivers. They were all to Amir Smith-Marset for 28 yards. That has to change. Yeah, that's one of the big concerns. And I think they can still get a passing game going by using, if you notice, Noah Fant seemed more like a receiver on the game. He was flanked out more as a receiver than he was as a tight end in this game. So, And if Noah Fant catches that first pass and runs 70 yards for a touchdown, the perceptions changes. I think there were some big drops in that game. But, yeah, the jury's still very much out on Iowa's receivers. I, Brandon Smith had a couple big drops. He's got to deliver. I mean, they're really counting on him. He's out on the field the whole time, and I don't see them being able to win this game with the wide receivers combining for three catches for 28 yards. I think they're going to have to figure out a way to stretch the field a little bit because I don't think Iowa can just beat Iowa State by, by running the ball. I just don't see that happening. Well, of all the surprises for me from Saturday, Pat, this was the biggest one for me. The great play out of Colton Rastetter and going to a week previous after the press conference and, and Kirk had a chuckle with you guys over there about uh, the, start, the two deep that was released with Ryan Gersande at the top. 
Rastetter unleashed a beautiful punt. His first one, a normal style, style kick. That was a thing of beauty. Then uncorked a rugby-style kick that went 69 yards. Rastetter was incredibly good. Good development there at the punter position. Does that continue? Well, that's funny you say that because I wrote the same thing. Five players that you weren't expecting to deliver big time that did, and we had Don Patterson on the first of our month. We have him on on Mondays during the season, and he wasn't near as complimentary. He certainly didn't badmouth him, but he says as a coach, and he looks at it different than we do, mm-hmm. his concern is that 62 of those yards were from rolls with a rugby punter. So much of it is the lucky roll of the football. Last year, Rastetter was very unlucky, but Don says that a lot of that roll is just strictly luck, and what he's worried about is teams are going to start, if he continues the rugby stuff, teams are going to start putting two punt returners back there, and they're going to take away the roll. And he says if you take away Rastetter's roll, that 53-yard average goes below, I think, 40. And so he kind of deflated my balloon because I was all up on Rastetter, too. So I guess the jury's still out. But one thing we can say is he was not a liability. He did not hurt them. He helped them for that one game. Whether it was a fluke or sort of misleading, I don't care. For that one game, he was big. He leads the nation in punting right now. Don's concern is that that's always not going to happen. The ball's not going to roll that way. And I wish he would just get rid of the rugby thing. I'm just so sick of seeing rugby punting. I don't know why they don't just let him punt normally, but they have their reasons, I'm sure. Uh, that's interesting that that, that is a, a topic of conversation, that you believe that they have reasons for letting well, him must. go I mean, they've never done it before yeah. until this guy started punting, and I, I don't know uh-huh. what it is. It just... It just seems like when you do the rugby punting, you're never in a position to really punt the ball very hard. You're just, you can't do it. You're relying so much on the roll of the football. And we all know that the football, it's not like a basketball. It's going to roll wherever it wants to roll. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Trent. Well, uh, Pat, you, we get to the breakdown of this game. Did, did anything change for you from, from what you saw, your first glimpse at the team? So much speculation. You never want to overreact to what you saw in week number one, but... Have your opinions changed at all what this Iowa football team can be in 2018? Not yet. I mean, I had them as an 8-4 and four team, maybe closer to 9-3 and three than 7-5 and five with the schedule. And I, I still feel that way. I mean, I think they've got three decent running backs that are more than serviceable, that can play in situations. Of course, we know what they got it tied in. I think Nate Stanley, I think to me, some people thought Nate played real well. I didn't think Nate played that well. I think Nate's got to... Mm-hmm. play better when he plays well they're a tough team to beat when he's playing well getting time play action what have you they are a tough team to beat but when he's not playing that well like in the first half and he was hurt by drops the offense tends to sputter but no i think they're still a team that's got a chance to be pretty good but i think iowa state's the same way i think this is one of the rare years we go into this game where both teams would be disappointed if they didn't win at least eight games this year you can't say that very often with this rivalry I'm with you. Uh, That's the way Trent and I feel. I mean, we're both truly excited about this game this Saturday. Oh, we are. I mean, we are up here, too. And, you know, I don't think there's any Uh, controversy. I mean, I I wrote something yesterday, the stuff about suspension, Gaten. Nobody up here cares. They they want Iowa State to be at full strength. I think Matt Campbell, just like Kirk Ferentz, if Kirk Ferentz was in this situation with three suspended players, I'm almost certain that they would be playing, and his justification would be, hey, guys, There's a lot more than just the three-hour game that goes into a suspension. There's community service. There's all this stuff. And I'm sure there is at Iowa State, too. Iowa's not the only school that does more than just suspend you from a game when they're disciplining you. And I I don't have a problem with that. I want those guys to play. I want both teams at full strength. And almost every Iowa fan I talked to said the same thing. 
Pat, uh, the video that we talked about a little bit earlier that was related, uh, released by the football staff has now been deleted. So if you're going back and trying Ooh. to find it after we finish up, you're not going to find it. So it's been taken down, that video that yeah, you I'm sure. I can't be the I'm background sure in a walkie boot. <laughs> I'm sure that they – my guess is that something like that maybe happened without Kirk even though it was up or down. Right. The, the video guys see it and they're like, hey, there's ivory in the background. I will say it's not great news, but there's been many times where guys have heard about guys being in boots, mm-hmm. and then they play yep. the weekend. But there's been other times when they don't. So we'll just have to wait and see. But after last week, I'm not that worried because I do think that between Torn Young and Henry Geal, who's now, I mean, he could play again. He played Saturday. I think they have two proven running backs and another guy who could give them service that they needed. That, to me, is not a concern. Now, if one of those guys gets injured early and then all of a sudden they're down to one, of course that's a problem. But... I think we're going to see the benefits of having three proven running backs. Because I thought Ivory Kelly Martin looked pretty good when he was in there, and I thought the thing with Makai Sargent, we didn't see a lot of screen passes in this game last Saturday. I have to wonder because I've I, the kid catches the ball well out of the backfield. I think we may see some stuff like that that we didn't see as much in the first week, and I could see Makai Sargent figuring big in that. Final thing All for right, me. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, all right, Pat, when you first came on, you said that you had originally uh, picked Iowa State to win, but you didn't explain why. You think it's going to be a close game, but why are you picking Iowa State? Because they're a very, if you think, look at all the experience they have at, and I'm not just talking experience with one year. They've got a lot of guys that have been around a, a long time, even the suspended players. Julian Good-Jones, how long has he been? What's he, a fifth-year senior? They've just got a lot of experience. Brian Peavy, they've got David Montgomery. I mean, this Kemp, Kemp's in his sixth year of college, and he's 23. I just think they're going to be able to handle the elements, and I think David Montgomery gives them an edge that Iowa doesn't have right now. And I'm also going a little bit by the law of averages with this series. I mean, I, at some point, things just some okay, now Iowa's won three in a row. This is going to be the chance for Iowa State, and a part of it's because I think Iowa State is a pretty good team. I think they're going to be one of the maybe four or five better teams that Iowa plays this year. And I just, it's just, I go with the gut feeling I have when I do the pick. And right now, I just see Iowa State just being a little better. But I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I would much rather write about an Iowa victory on Saturday. But I try to be true to myself when I make these picks. One basketball note coming up this weekend: a big basketball recruiting weekend, including a possible point guard for the class of 2019. Joe Tassant's going to be coming in. He released his final four on Instagram yesterday. Iowa, UNLV, Wichita, and Dayton. Is this a guy number one on their wish list at that point guard spot? You mean maybe now, but not three months ago. He was probably number seven or eight. I mean, mean, he could be now. I mean, they've got three offers out. He's the first one that's coming up here to visit. I wondered if these offers were pending on how the visits go and what have you. So we'll see. He would be the one I would not expect. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is not going to commit. Well, I'd be stunned because I still think he's going to Indiana. Mm-hmm. And Xavier Foster is going to Iowa State the week after, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's... Yeah, so I'm not, I think if anything happens, it's with the point guard from the Bronx. He does have four pretty good programs. You could argue right now that the other three programs are a little hotter than Iowa. Yeah. But Iowa, to me, is by far the biggest as far as stature. And what have you. So we'll see. They've got a great weekend to have him here with the Iowa State game. Hopefully the weather cooperates. And I like the fact that Fran is having Patrick, his son, Patrick McCaffrey, be a part of this because Patrick can kind of fuel that family atmosphere and talk to these guys. And I think that's good. And it's not like Patrick is some 
daddy's boy recruit. He's a four-star guy. He's a top 100 player. He's got some credibility to him, too. So I'm not expecting any commitments besides maybe from the point guard. But like I said, I mean, they've got him on campus. And the Xavier Foster thing, I don't think that thing's close to being done yet. So Iowa is basically doing what it has to do to stay involved. Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. Pat, we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thank you. See you. Out of time with Pat. Always great information there. We're talking baseball next Wednesdays in September for baseball. We'll do it next with Mark Simon. You remember him from ESPN Baseball Tonight. Now doing some great work with the Stats and Information Network. We'll talk with him next. A look around Major League Baseball with Mark Simon on Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place in downtown Des Moines. Ladies, don't miss our Friday night kickoff dinner, Women in Whiskey, featuring a five-course dinner, whiskey pairings, and great entertainment. Women in Whiskey proudly benefits our amazing sponsor, Susan G. Komen. Tickets on sale now at DSMWhiskeyFest.com. Tonight's forecast, a few showers possible, mainly in southern Iowa, low near 63. Looking dry Thursday here, but there could be some rain in southern Iowa again, a high near 74. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Did you know that a well-insulated garage door can keep your garage warmer in the winter? At Advanced Door Systems of Ankeny, we can help you find the garage door that not only has a high R value, but looks great also. Visit our website ads-doors.com that's ads-doors.com to learn more about garage door options and styles available from Rainer and CHI then contact us for a free quote advanced door systems the right door the right way touchdown don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down instead call an audible by calling absolute auto repair where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop at absolute auto repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down your life is interrupted that's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving absolute auto repair in Herbdale on hickman road near cobblestone theater google absolute auto repair Herbdale. absolute auto repair is a proud supporter of high school football <laughs> Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back with us. Jimmy B and TC continues on taking up until 6 o'clock tonight. Well, I joke a a lot, Jim, as you know, about when we get to football season, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, that's made for baseball. And I thought, what a perfect time to talk some baseball right now. (laughs) With our old friend Mark Simon, you remember his work at ESPN Baseball tonight throughout the years. Has a new gig this season working, working with Sports Information Solutions. Mark, good afternoon to you. How is everything going? You're number one in the baseball with Sports Info Solutions. Hello from the center of the data universe. Uh, I'm immersed in numbers, and then I go home, and I get immersed in actual baseball games. Uh, and I guess if you really, 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 really like the sport, like people like us do, uh, it's a it's a pretty cool, uh, cool gig to have. And by the way, hello at a time, I th- it figures that you call me after you guys lose two in a row. Uh, to the Brewers. Yeah, yeah, the the Cubs fans, as you can imagine, a little bit on edge going into the matchup tonight, and well, they got their stopper, Jose Quintana, or may, maybe not so much. <laughs> Quintana, you sure? Quintana's been a little bit better lately, but boy, the the stuff doesn't match up with the numbers a lot of times with Jose Quintana. Yeah, uh, well, 4.21 ERA uh, off here in general, uh, with the, the high walk rate, uh, certainly. I think you would classify it as a disappointing season for him. I think you guys are fine. Don't worry. It's a four-game lead in the lowest column. You have better players on paper. You have a better. You have maybe uh, statistically you don't have as good a defense, but I think you're, you're you have as good a defense as they do, and you're really well fortified at, at certain spots, and you have track record. Uh, and okay, maybe uh, you're a little shaky in some spots. But I, I think I think you'll be fine. You know, a question I had as we're talking about the Cubs, and I'll let Jim jump in here in a moment, is the bullpen. And, and I saw a quote the other day from Madden. He was talking about Drew Smiley. He called him outstanding, I believe, was the word that he used as Drew Smiley working his way back from injury. 
they pick up Jaime Garcia from the Blue Jays, hoping just for something we await. Is Brandon Morrow going to give them anything going forward? They have a couple of nice arms on the back end, but it's not as good as it's been numbers-wise throughout this baseball season. It doesn't strike me as that great playoff bullpen. You get what I'm saying? It it just it feels like you have to have almost a different kind of bullpen than just one that can get you through the 162. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think what you're saying is you want guys that come in and throw 98 and blow people away. That's and nice. Steve yeah. Fischick doesn't quite cut that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he he's one that I, I like. He, as you said, he's really good over 162 in the playoffs. He might get a little skittish. Stroke that guy, I don't think so. Uh, is Carl Edwards that guy? He's probably my favorite of those guys that they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe maybe it's him. Uh, Chavez looked really good. I, I think you, you you like to have a guy who's on a on a roll. And he's uh, since he came to the Cubs, I, I just looked this up because I wanted to hit you with some stat. Uh, he's throwing the cutter much more, and the cutter's been extraordinarily effective for him, which is why his ERA is so good. Uh, but no, no, no Chapman, no Wade Davis, no guy that you feel like you have some certainty with, certainly. Um, take me to the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, a few games back, that's all, and with tonight's game pending. Is this a team, in your estimation, are they good enough to run down the Cubs or not? Not from four games behind. I think that's a tough one to make up in, uh, what, in 22 games, uh, even with this game, a chance to get it to three uh, directly. They don't necessarily have a hitter that really – you other than Christian Yelich, and he's performed certainly uh, at an, an unexpectedly amazing level uh, recently. They don't have a hitter that can scare you. They don't really have a starting pitcher that scares you, for that matter. Who would have thought that Julius Chassin would be a top-of-the-rotation guy? I guess what they've got that scare you are the guys at the back of the bullpen at the very end of the game with uh, Hayter and Jeffress, but they've, they've got to win those first seven innings first, and I think there are enough other good teams in the National League uh, I'm thinking the, the West teams uh, certainly are better than them in the first seven innings and can be better than them for the last two, uh, or at least better enough uh, to get by. So I'm, I'm not necessarily as high on the Brewers as I might be other teams. Mark, there is a new craze sweeping the baseball land, and that is openers. No, not starting pitching. Openers are a lever to begin things. We saw Tampa do it. We've seen other teams try. The Twins did it last night. To terrible results as Trevor May had been outstanding until he took the mound to begin the ball game. Let's start at the most basic level. I've tried to explain this a little bit, at least with mine, but I don't have the same base of knowledge of you. Help us out with the theory behind why going with an opener to begin a ball game makes sense statistically. So they want to create an advantage uh, when you're facing the top of the lineup at the start of the game. They want to create uh, essentially a platoon advantage, especially against a team. Let's say a team's facing a left, going to face a left-handed starter uh, like Blake Snell or or just someone of that ilk. Or um, yeah, let's say a team is going to face a left-handed starter and they load the top of the lineup up with right-handed bats, and you've got a guy uh, that normally pitches the sixth for you that is really good at getting right-handers out, that holds them to like a 150, 160 batting average, and that you know can get through those first three guys and get you off to a good start, no problem. They would rather you pit that that reliever pitch that inning, the first inning, than pitch the sixth inning. Uh, and Tampa's made it work uh, very effectively, uh, particularly with 
this guy Ryan Stanek, uh, who uh, gets ahead of hitters and finishes them off at a very high rate. Uh, I don't know that every team has the personnel to make it work, and you don't necessarily face that kind of situation every game where you would want to do something like that. But uh, Tampa Bay has figured on its budget how to uh, get the most out of it. Uh, I don't know if it's something that you're going to see all 30 teams do next year. I wouldn't be surprised though, if you see five or six of the of the smaller market teams uh, give it a shot. Even heck, even the Dodgers gave it a shot for a, a game or two. It 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 really it it's built for when the other team really stacks its lineup with one uh, one side hitter or not. You know, I mentioned uh, that the Twins tried it last night with May, who had been good, working his way back from a big surgery. Looked like maybe he's a guy that can give them something in the bullpen next season. But a bigger question, certainly, with the Twins going into next year. Miguel Sano, last night, he was carted off. It has not gone according to plan this year for Miguel Sano, though better after he was demoted to single A. Byron Buxton, in the back half of last year, looked like not only one of the best defenders in baseball, but he was doing it with the bat and maybe a perennial MVP candidate, and it has completely fallen apart. Instead of calling him up with the September call-ups, he remained down. Arbitration eligibility, I know also a piece of it here. Byron Buxton, what what should be the hope for Twins fans (laughs) like myself going into next year, what they're going to get out of him? It's funny. Uh, I remember I wrote an article, uh, my first article of the season. It was about Byron Buxton and how he was going to be fantastic. He was learning how to stop chasing the outside pitch. And uh, he ran into, as you said, the injury problems, uh, what they're doing with him now, which is kind of a manipu- manipulation of the rules. I think you have to throw up your hands and say that you have no idea what he's going to do. He could just as easily hit 260 to 270 with 20 to 25 home runs steal 20 to 25 bases and get 25 defensive runs saved as he could do what he did this year, which is hit 150. The start of the year has been a, a pattern of a problem for him uh, just about his entire career. He always gets off to these terrible starts. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, he would be an intriguing um, person to trade because somewhere out there, there's probably someone that really likes him a lot and will pay uh, a, a decent uh, price for him, but then again, you need someone to build your team around, and he's the ideal guy to do it if he would just uh, a stay healthy and b get off to a good start. Talking with Mark Simon here, we're talking a look around baseball and an analytical look at things, which I always like. Finishing up with you, Mark, with the American League, and it appears as things are set, Yankees A's in the wild card game, your division winners, the Astros, the Indians the Red Sox. It looks pretty cut and dry. I made the argument for a while, though. I still believe the team built best to win in the playoffs is the Yankees. With the way that you can go with days off mixed in, with the bullpen that they have, yes, you need Chapman back. Yes, you need everybody at full strength. But if we get to that point, that the Yankees are best equipped for the playoffs. Am I all wet here? No, I think that's a good assessment. I actually I think that that's very reasonable think that they could make the World Series if they have, a, as you said, if they have a healthy roster, which means uh, Chapman and uh, and others. Uh, I think that their starting pitching is better than people give it credit for. I think that uh, Severino will be solid, hopefully solid, by the end of the year. I think Tanaka, you saw it last year in the postseason, he can be good. And they can use something where they just throw the starter out there for three or four innings of the game because they have like seven relievers that are all really, really good and that throw hard and that throw super nasty sliders and Chad Green, 
David Robertson, and now Jonathan Holder is another. Uh, I, I am with you on this call. Uh, I'm leaving on also that uh, since Hap came back, since Hap joined the team, he's been extremely uh, effective. So they've got a top of the rotation with Severino, Hap, Tanaka that I think matches up well with just about anybody. There's no there's no team out there that has a rotation that I would say that would scare you other than maybe Houston if they're healthy. But they're, the the Yankee rotation, if they can get the thing is, they're going to have to get past that that wild card game and that that game right now. I would say it's a toss up. Mark Simon joining us here today. Mark, great conversation as always. Let's do this again before the playoffs. All right. Yes, I want to get I want to get tweaked by Jimmy B. I didn't get tweaked by Jimmy B today. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll let him get in there next time. Thanks for your time today, Mark. All right, see you. Mark Simon joining us here today. Jim, as uh, we get the break coming up here, sorry I had to hog, yeah. hog that interview, but you that's know, all right. I, Go I, ahead. I got, I got a few. All... I got a little bit more in depth baseball questions than you. I mean, let's be <laughs> honest here, Jimmy B. All you asked about yeah. the standings. I, I like to go a little bit deeper inside the game. And when we get a guy like Mark on, you certainly have to do that. Long time uh, work on baseball tonight and now baseball info solutions. Hour in the books. One more to go. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors? Uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. 
Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Back to school economics from Staples. Today's lesson, get more, spend less. Staples has the top brands for back to school at low prices. So you get everything on your list without spending everything in your wallet. Economics made simple. And now, Staples One Subject Notebooks are 25 cents. And a Staples Comp Book and a 24-pack of Crayola crayons are only 50 cents each. Get an A in Back to School today at your local Staples, the Back to School Specialty Store. While supplies last, offer ends 9818. In store only, limit 30. I'm so happy. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and punt it. And drive home a nicer, newer car today for just 10 bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just 10 bucks down. This is for a limited time, so get in here and score before the clock runs out. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at approvedbyjoe.com, approvedbyjoe.com, www.approvedbyjoe.com. It's not too late to rent the Heritage Carousel for your late summer or fall outing. This is a one-of-a-kind venue that will keep your guests talking long after the party ends. We've hosted everything from birthday parties to rehearsal dinners. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. If you would like to have your next event at the Heritage Carousel, go to Heritage Carousel.